Everyone knows that putting money aside in savings is really important. But then what? Should you keep your savings locked in a CD for a higher rate or keep them liquid in a money market? Can your checking account help you save too? Or is it about creating the right combination? We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about the savings options that are right for you. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com. Member FDIC. Okay, little disclaimer at the start of the show. Usually I would be like, hey, this podcast is brought to you by or whatever. I do that and then I do like a little funny bit after that. But this podcast, uh, we started recording it before the Jacob Truba trade. Yes, I know what you're thinking. We want the Jacob Truba reaction from you guys. Well, it comes. Uh, it comes about the 10-minute mark, 11-minute mark around there after I talk about my big new project with Greg. Uh, which we're going to get to in about just a second, but we did talk about Truba for about 10 minutes, and then Greg goes on one of the most epic rants about why you should acquire Truba before it happens. So I hope you guys still enjoy the podcast. It's like a total mess. Um, one of the weirdest ones we've ever done, but also one of the most fun. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Phrase be to Kako Kako. Here we go. This episode of Blue Shirts Breakaway is brought to you by... Hello, listeners of Blue Shirts Breakaway. I am your host, Ryan Mead, and I'm here today to reveal my secret project. I've been working on all these weeks. Churchofkako.com. That's right. Your number one place to worship your Lord and Savior, Kapo Kako. Go to churchofkako.com today to become a founder. Check out our merch. And go to our prayer box where you can leave a comment and send your prayers and wishes to your Lord and Savior, Kapo Kako. Say Kapo Kako to your neighbor. Praise be. And we will forever be in his debt. Let's get to the show. And I forgot to mention, Greg still has no idea about this, and we'll find out right now. Hey, Bushwick Rebecca fans, welcome to a very special episode of the Bushwick's Breakaway. I am here with my co-host, Greg Kaplan. As always, Greg, say hello. Just get to it. Just get to it? You want to just, just rush? Get to it. You want to just rush into it? What? 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 I'm. You, you don't need to foreplay me, man. You've been fluffing right. me for a week straight. Two weeks. Uh, mostly a week because I didn't really tell anybody else uh, about this until this week. I wanted some feedback. But before I get to the project reveal, which you already know if you're listening because you heard the intro, if you didn't skip it. Um, I promised Drew Way I would give him a shout out. Him, George, and Rich, I believe his name is. Is it Rick or Rich? Rich? Rich are, yes, Rich. They're releasing a mock draft today on BlueShirtsBreakaway.com. If you are interested in checking out any of the mock draft work, please go to BlueShirtsBreakaway.com and check out Drew and our other two people, George and Greg, uh, George and Greg, George and Rick. Awesome, Rich, whichever one. I'm so sorry, Rich. Awesome work over there, and I promised I would do that, so there we go. All right. Gregory, on Twitter yeah. today, I asked uh, if anyone could guess what the project was, I would send them a t-shirt. One person did guess, but I have a feeling that person got leaked the information. I will say, a lot of people had a lot of good ideas. Like, having... What just happened with your mic? Um, oh, I got a text message. Uh, uh, new... I, the first podcast in the new dick, so I'm trying to figure out where the hell to put the phone. Okay. Uh, I was very confused there. Um, having a dog sponsor the podcast or a dog uh, of the podcast, I think is a good idea. Just throwing that out there. But you have a dog. Yeah, I know, but like the Rangers have Ranger Pup. It would be, I think it would be fun. All right, let's get to we're, it. But yeah, but we're also on like two full months since we've heard from Ranger. I don't know what, what's up about that. I'm, uh, let's get into that later. Anyway, the big reveal. Mm. Okay. Uh, I've been working with our good friend Nick and our good friend Bob Kawa on a project and a website. Uh, and would you like to take a stab before I say it? All I'm going to say is. I know where Bob lives, 
And if I don't like this, he's first on my list. <laughs> okay. He actually said it. he's going to invite you over to talk about it. Um, oh, Gregory, I am the founder of churchofcaco.com. And you can go to churchofcaco.com right now. And I'd like you to, to check it out. At churchofcaco.com, you can buy some of our merch. You can join our prayer box. You can become a founding member. You could join our mailing list where we'll update you on all things Capo Caco. And you can read the amendments. And would you like me to read the 10 amendments, Gregory? Um, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. You're uh, yes. What would you like me to say? You'd like me to read them. Okay. I, I was, are you, are you going to the website? Cause that's how I'd like you to do it. Oh, God damn it. Do I really? Yes. I would church, like church of church where you can become part of the Lord and Savior, Capo Caco. Now. Oh, my God. I hate that this is a fully functioning website. Oh, it's not. You understand COK is follow the cock, right? Mm, get, it's funny you mentioned that. So. Oh, no. If you can join the cock today, you can go to Church of Caco and become part of the cock. Help us grow our cock and the church itself. Get a stained glass t-shirt. Get a Father's Day mug. Get your Church of Caco merch today. Because... Commandment number one is just because you're the second option, Greg, doesn't mean you're not number one in our hearts. Commandment number two is you follow, use, you lose. Commandment number three is Kako is Lord. Commandment number four is thou shall comment, phrase be to Kako, on all gifts of Kapo Kako scoring in the season. Thou shall respect the other members of the cock. Thou shall greet other members of the cock by respect, reciting our mantra, Kapo Kako. Thou shall remember and celebrate the day he first donned the sweater, June 21st, 2019. Thou shalt envision Capo Caco drinking from the Stanley Cup of Life. Thou shalt show dedication to the cock by spreading the word of the social media, thus growing the cock following. And of course, thou shalt must not be envious of other Metro rivals' goods. Thou shalt not be envious of Matthew Barzal, Alice Ovechkin, Sidney Crosby, or nor Elaine Vigneault. And did I make a YouTube video for the cock intro? I did. It is up there in the About section where you can read about the Church of Caco today on churchofcaco.com. <laughs> Praise be. The stain. Oh, Jesus Christ Almighty! You asked me if Nick I, Nick was busy working on things, and yes, he was. So you can go right now. Our merch is quite good. The stained glass T-shirt is. Do you actually have this shit though? Like, have you made any of this shit? It is. If you order it right now, it'll be at your house in two weeks because it is an order system. Yeah. I have worked with Nick. Yes, it is all real, Gregory. Churchofcaco.com for all your Capo Caco needs. On the week he dons the sweater for the New York Rangers, it becomes, that's right, our Lord and Savior, our Finnish Phenom, our true Lord. Uh, I have six comments and questions. I'm ready for all six, Gregory. <laughs> Number one. Yes, tell me, my son. <laughs> when tell we me. draft Jack Hughes instead of Capocaco, what exactly are you going to do with this website? I sell it to the Devils fan who is the highest bidder. That is correct. I am open for business, but that will not happen because Capocaco has become our savior and our lord, and he has come to lift the Stanley Cup for the Rangers. I hate how much I like this Church of Caco poster. It really pisses me off. Um, it's quite good. Number two. Mm -hmm. So we're not doing the Cup, Cup of Caco Cup of Caco shirt. shirt will be the exclusive Patreon shirt for the summer. That is correct. And Nick's already working on that. That's my third question slash comment. Nick is not already working on it, but he will be at some point. Yes. Oh my god! I just I and remember, if you're out there listening uh, right number, now, number four. No, number four. 
Yes. Uh, how the hell am I not in the clergy? Okay, uh, because the last part of this, the whole part of saving it and revealing it for you, is I have to formally ask you, would you like to join the Church of Kako and become baptized by his greatness, by pouring Bud Light on your head, as we all I just will? Want to see, I just want to see what the fuck the prayer box is first. Well, the prayer box is the comment section where people can say their prayers to Kappa Kako. And say what they want from Kapakako. You can go to the prayer box today and leave your comments. I'm also going to start an anonymous prayer box so you can have a confession section. That will be available to the website soon. Uh, question five. Bob has a logo? Yeah, Bob has a great logo. Bob Kawa did a great job on churchofkako.com. Uh, and he's a founding member. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yes, that's true, and I really respect you wanting to be a part of the cock. And I, I knew. Yeah, no, I'm watching. We're watching this. Oh my Jesus Christ! <laughs> Why did you start with? Oh my God! Are you watching the YouTube video for the first time? Oh my God! Yes. Um. So if you haven't yet, I will be posting the video uh, of welcoming people oh to the cock uh, video. It's a YouTube video on our bushwickbreakaway.com, and it's gonna be posted tonight on our Twitter. Um. And as soon as this comes out, now I'll be reeling this also on the other podcast we'll be going on today, Blue Shirts Banter. We'll be going on to talk about the cock at Church of Kako and what Capo Kako can do for you on the Blue Shirts Banter tonight. So I have, uh, I just, I. Oh, do you like my I bishop can, costume? I, I cannot. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> Gregory, I went very far. And I want, it's not that I wanted to keep you out of the loop on purpose. It's that I really wanted to have your reaction. Canned and in yeah, the moment. I, I feel I feel like I need to start Temple Beth Capo in response <laughs> to the Church of Kako. Now, I'm not going to stop you from doing the Temple of Kako. Or the <laughs> no, no, no. I, it, I, you heard what I said. It's Temple Beth Capo. What is that exactly? So the, it, it's just what us Jews do. Uh, I don't know how else to describe that, it. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so if oh you're out there God. right now, check out capococo.com. We're going to do, uh, not capococo.com, churchofcaco.com. We're going to do weekly sermons on the podcast where we phrase our Lord and Savior, the we Vinam. Wait, hold on. What? We're doing what? Weekly, weekly sermons on the, what? On, on the podcast. This is, this is the place of worship, Gregory. And if you join our mailing list right now at the bottom of churchofcaco.com, you could become a founding member. Check the page. Go to churchofcaco.com. Join the mailing list. And at that point, you can your name, your name out there, you'll be a founding member of the cock and help grow this cock's community. Uh, the sermon, I'm struggling. I'm struggling. Now, ser, yes. We're not just doing the sermons as like a bonus. We're, no, the sermons, no, are, sermons are, are, are a one minute sermon every week. It's in between. Uh, it's the transition from whatever interview we're doing in the main podcast. That's right. And I have the choir backing, just like I put the choir at the beginning of this podcast when I reveal the Church of Kaka. Say, say, say it one more time. We're doing the sermons when? Oh, in between the main podcast and when we transition okay. to the interview. Got it. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Perfect. So no one's ever going to hear our interviews again. Awesome. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Uh, holy shit is all I'm really going to say. I want to thank, uh, just one second. Uh, I want to thank yeah. Bob and Nick so much. For helping yeah, I don't me. know. If, I don't know if "thank" is what I would say. Uh, enabling is what where I would go. <laughs> for helping me with this idea, because I had the idea as, as a total brain fart one day. I was like, "I'm going to do this," and I messaged Nick and Bob in a group message, and they were both were in the second I said it, and they they've done a great job. Churchacaco.com. Uh, now Lou, our listener, guessed it 
on the Twitter. He'll be getting a shirt, but I think he got leaked. I, I have no idea how he guessed it. So there you go. Praise be. Praise be I, 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 to our Lord. We have to talk. We, uh, we have to talk hockey yeah. now. Is yeah. this what I'm being told? That's correct. We've done the first ten minutes. It's been a total shit show. It's not our best work, but hey, I appreciate you coming around and but, and, and saying for our but, our Lord and Savior, Capo Caco. Before we before we talk hockey, I feel like I should give a Meg update. Okay, Meg update. Um, she is not the guest on today's podcast. I will start with I, that. I I want to say there was a chance I thought she would be the guest. And I was terrified for like a because I I had questions and I didn't know how far I could go. Yeah, no, that for that exact reason, she's not the guest. Well, I'm happy. Party. Meg's still husband, not telling you who it here, is. So, still not telling you who it's going to okay. be, but it's going to be someone. Um, we are friends again on Snapchat. We are. Uh, did you post it already on Twitter? No, should I have? What did I post on Twitter? The oh, update. I, I thought the 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 website. No, no, there oh, was okay. no, there was a funny athletic article with a blurb and it's oh, like okay. it's true i shit on my girlfriend's car and i was like mega update <laughs> oh, okay uh we were once again friends on the snapchat okay. she chalked it up to snapchat malfunctioning because in her words she doesn't know how to unfriend anyone on snapchat mm, mm. so her husband did it i will say it's not easy to unfriend someone have no, you ever tried it's to unfriend very, someone on snapchat it's very tough there's like a, it's like a four yeah, so you it's have a to four physically press, go out of your way to do it yes Mm-hmm. And there's a part of me that's willing to believe her mostly because I feel like if she unfriended me, I wouldn't have had to add her back as well. Right. Mm-hmm. I still would have, I would have been, my friend request would have been sent to her. I wouldn't have had to resend it. So I don't know. I'll it, believe her for now. We'll see. Good Meg update. We'll keep those going throughout the podcast. I guess now that we've revealed the Church of Kako, uh, and we've talked about... So Meg, are you doing all the sermons, or are you going to need sermons from me? Nope. I'm doing them all. Every week. Fantastic. <laughs> so what's what's my position in the clergy? Uh, if you... Uh, that's a good question. I'm founder. Are, are, you, are, you like, are you like the Pope and the rest of us uh, bishops? I, I, I guess I, I could be Pope of Kako, and you could be the bishops of Kako. That would work. I'm, uh, did I contact a tailor about redoing my Pope costume and putting Kako in the back and making a New York Ranger uh, Pope hat? I did. Yes, that's correct. So, this is the first time in my life where I hope the New York Rangers don't draft Kako. Just to see what the fuck you do. <laughs> I, I, I honestly, like, if they take, like, Bowen Byram for literally no reason, I just want to see what your reaction to that would be. I uh I I I think I'd have a breakdown, like a mini breakdown, because uh Bob, Nick, and I worked so goddamn hard on churchofcaco.com, which I'm plugging way too much at this point, but it's fucking amazing, and I think you're absolutely going to love the t-shirts and mugs and everything we have on there. Even the snapback hats are absolutely ridiculously awesome. Nick is great at that. Um, but if we took Bora Bidem, I think I would just go in a hole and cry for like many days. But um. Yeah, yeah, I had something else to say, okay. and uh, what's you want to hit our I ranger topics now? Yeah, I don't know if I'm ready for it, but I guess we can try. Yeah, what a oh no, I did some of I just want to talk about some of the guesses that people were throwing out on Twitter. Okay, uh, the, the ones I love the most, so many people are like, Oh, you're gonna do something great about draft night. It's like, guys, we can't be more clear that we weren't kidding when we yeah, said not we a mystery. Uh, literally at, at a wedding. Sorry, guys, I really want to do a draft night thing, I promise. Um, Someone saying they wanted Tanner Glass to replace me on the podcast. Fucked up. <laughs> I just want to straight up say. An attack. Uh, 
Yeah, they they were fun. They made for an interesting day. All of them were wrong except apparently Lou who cheated. I think I'm not I, sure. How I'm Lou not sure if Lou cheated or not, but I I'm gonna send him ship in the shirt if he wants it. So there you go. Um, I I want to thank everyone who helped in uh, and talked to me about what I should be doing or giving me feedback. So churchofcaco.com, I'm gonna be saying it plenty of times. Is your your number one source for worshiping your Lord and Savior, Capo Caco. I just can't believe <laughs> what. <laughs> I, I just do you, I, do you know the I, amount i'm gonna be pushing this phrase me phrase me phrase me okay uh let's phrase me our lord and savior finish feet on all right let, oh let's God. get to the actual podcast now that we spent some time really stuttering and having maybe our worst start to a podcast ever but uh also wonderful at the same time uh okay so uh we just have finishing talking about the church of Kako. It was a shit show of the first 10 minutes. We then went on to record the rest of the podcast, like the entirety of it. We had our special guest come on. It was rudely interrupted by what is maybe the biggest Ranger news of the week with the, the exception of churchacaco.com and drafting Capacaco himself. It, that is, Jacob Truba is now a Ranger, Gregory, after two years of willing this to happen. Your thoughts. Uh, um, I'll start with this. Neil P. Great friend of the podcast. <laughs> I'll, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start with this. Great friend of the podcast, uh, Murata Tesh, who does great work for uh, the Athletic Winnipeg, who we've had on the podcast multiple times. Who we're gonna have on the podcast next week because we got to talk to our guy. Yeah. Um, he immediately slid into our DMs and says, "Tell me everything you know about Neil Pionk." Oh, and that's... I responded. I responded with Murat. I don't have any nice things to say if I'm being completely honest. Did you, like, and I'm following that up with the kindest I can be about Pionk's play is he's a replacement level seventh defenseman. Uh, are you, were you immediately turned on by sending that message? I just, I, I. You gave the Jets their pick back and Neil Pionk. Think about right, that. So let's, if you want to expand the trade out, right? Here's the trade. It's Kevin Hayes and Neil Pionk to the Winnipeg Jets for Jacob Truba and Brendan Lemieux and a conditional 2020, I think it's a fourth round pick. That's the trade. Uh, who do you think won that fucking trade, Ryan? Uh, us? <laughs> By a fucking mile, right? Yeah, oh my Rick, God. Rick, I... Rick Carpinello just tweeted, didn't think the Rangers could get a package, uh, could get Truba for a package like this. So I honestly didn't think they would get him at all. This is insane. In my wildest dreams of us talking, Okay, what you're about to hear after this, we go up. I did a transition into this uh, breaking news emergency. I put a little noise at the beginning of it. What you're going to hear after this is, is Greg and I talking about the, the theoretical trades that would happen for Jacob Truba. And, and Greg goes on an all-time rant of what it would take to get Jacob Truba and why you should do it. And the trades we were doing were so much more than what we gave up for Jacob Truba. Uh, and then we do talk about some other Ranger things, but holy shit, this is an absolute steal. I cannot believe this happened, and th we are in such. What, a good what are the place. What are the Jets thinking? Like honestly, what are the Jets? thinking? I don't know how you how we could trade Neil Pionk and their pick back to them. And that's it, right? We're, we're not missing anything here. Right? I, I, like, there's I, no hidden cost. No, it's it's twentieth overall Neil Pionk for Truba. It, here's here's how fucking crazy this trade is. This trade is so good. I don't even need a Truba extension. Like if the if the Rangers just want to repackage Truba. At the trade deadline, and re you're going to get a better asset back than Neil Pionk in a Jacob Truba trade. I just, 
I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel I'm Let me ask Ryan, this. Could, could this week go any better for the Rangers? You're going to draft your Lord and Savior, Capacaco. You're going, you just got rid of Neil Pionk, a source of great angst for the New York Ranger fan base, who you and I spoke a lot about this year. And you just acquired Jacob Truba for the Jets pick, giving it back to them of which you, Gregory, were the bandwagon leader of acquiring Jacob Truba, and you got him for the best price possible. There, I can't think of a better week. I literally can't. What, Panarin saw, uh, says he's going to be a Ranger? I can't think of a better week for the New York Rangers to have. I really cannot. So the New York Rangers had five draft picks in the first two rounds of this draft. And at the end of this draft, those draft picks are going to become Capo Caco, Jacob Truba, Adam Fox, and whatever the fuck you want to do with your second rounders. Literally, cold. draft two goalies. I'm, I do I'm not I'm actually care. hyped as balls right now. This is crazy. Like, to, oh get, to get Truba for that package, like, that's the... Gordon, it doesn't... Ryan, it doesn't make sense. That's the like, Gordon you and trade I, we've been hoping for, right? Like, this is you what and I are we fucking wanted. nerds. Yeah, we are. You that's and I are fucking fact. nerds. Yes. Right. So we, we think about actual trade value all the fucking time. It's probably the reason why I'm such a big sports fan. I obsess over what proper value is for a player, right? Yep. It, it's it's why I, I don't care that much about basketball, but I can't get enough of Anthony Davis coverage because it's, it's just fascinating to look at what other teams value other players at. The Winnipeg Jets apparently do not value Jacob Truba. Like, I, I, I don't know how else to describe it. There is no metric that says Neil Pionk was good last year. It does not exist, all right? We were freaking out with our friends Evolving Wild about the simple bridge deal the New York Rangers were thinking of giving Neil Pionk. The Winnipeg Jets are about to give Pionk probably in the neighborhood of $3 million to be objectively terrible. He's really bad. And it, the asset management here is insane. The Rangers traded a first-round pick that's not even theirs that they acquired. They gave it back to the team they got it from, and they traded an undrafted college free agent who some people apparently think is actually good enough to play in the NHL when really, I got to tell you, he's not. The New York Rangers were objectively much better last year when Neil Pionk was off the ice. It, I, I don't understand how this happens. And I got to tell you, there's a part of me that's actually pissed off because that, that Truba rant was fucking all time, dude. Yeah, it is. That it, rant it, was... It's coming up soon after this. So you're going to be... Hearing about Greg and I uh, saying how you should probably get Truba for a price that's higher. And guess what? We got it for the best price possible, baby. We're back. <laughs> we got, well, this, the, the, the crazy thing about this is when we started the first Truba rant we did on this podcast that you're about to hear after this one. Yes. Is you and I were both sitting here like none of this matters if we don't sign Truba to an extension. We agreed on that. Yes. The thing now is. The Rangers gave up so little in this deal that I almost don't care if they sign him to an extension. They're going to, though. I think they will. The I don't part. think the New York Rangers make this make any Jacob Truba trade without signing him to an extension. At the same time, though, like if Jacob Truba walks after this season, what did the Rangers lose in this pick trade? Neil Pionk? That's still addition by subtraction if I'm, if I'm to keep it score at home. I, Unbelievable. I, I can't. I'm in shock. And I know this is terrible podcasting from both of us, but uh, to record the entire podcast and then to get a message from Joe that was like, something's going to happen. And I was like, what do you mean? Nothing's happening, dude. And then for Truba to, for Neil Pionk 
Neil Peon, Gregory. This is like a dream. It's like a, a simulation, a world I don't live in. And 2019 has been so weird, and this is just makes it even weirder. I can't even focus. So we're going to go do banter now, and you're going to listen to the rest of this podcast where we talk about Jacob Truba, that we talk about trading Chris Kreider, we talk about some other topics, and hopefully you guys enjoy that we have a special guest who wish get bombed by the Jacob Truba news, and I feel bad about it. And, uh, and yeah, that's it. So uh, we're going to transition back into the actual podcast where Greg goes on an all-time rant about why you should trade for Truba. And it kind of looks really good right now, especially because Truba's a ranger. This is unbelievable. We have so many defensemen now. We're in such a good spot. I, 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 I'm staring at Twitter. Yeah, I know. Trying, this is the, for the may, moment to someone tell maybe, me like... Let me ask you a question. Is this maybe the best, worst podcast we've ever done? Yes. Yes, right? It's not even close. It's, it's the best, worst podcast ever we've ever done. And I appreciate you guys being here. Um, I want to ask you one more question, and then we're going to go transition back to the actual pod we already recorded. Does this mean Shattenkirk is gone? Hard to hard to think of any situation where he stays, right? Right. I just don't see. You're not gonna. Solution. You're not gonna. I. I just I don't believe the Rangers are gonna keep Adam Fox in Hartford. I I. We'll we'll, we'll talk we'll no talk way. more about it next week. Yeah. I got a lot of to digest. We'll uh, we'll also be on Blisher's Panther if you want to see us there. Uh, and we're gonna go back to the main podcast right back now. Okay, let's talk about Jacob Truba because this was the Brooks article that was kind of the talk of the town this week where Brooks said it would take a uh, the 20th pick. I believe he also had Niels Lundqvist in there and Butch Nevich for the package to get Jacob Truba from the Jets. I know you've been very angry about this. I've been kind of going back and forth on how I feel about it. I'm not really sure. I'm kind of on the fence. I think I do the deal. Um, I think what do you I'm, think I've been ang- what, what do you mean I've been angry about it? I thought, I thought you said you've been mad. You've been mad. That people are uh, not taking no, this seriously. Okay, I'm not. I think people. I think people are taking it very seriously. I'm not. I'm not mad. I just think it's it, it's become very funny that out of nowhere everyone is now saying Jacob Chuba just isn't that good, and I think that is ridiculous. Um, some of the things I've seen floated around is, you know, he's he's got flaws in his his game. He's not a first pairing defender. He's a package like that you should only give up for quote-unquote elite talent. All that stuff, first of all, I'm going to break this down, is fucking ridiculous. Let, let's let's start looking specifically at what the Rangers are giving up here, right? Because this is the easiest part to digest because we know what these picks are. We've, we've talked – all of this is under the umbrella that we agree. You and I have agreed long that if Jacob Troop is a New York Ranger, they've signed him to an extension. Yes. This deal doesn't happen without the extension. has to be. So, done. Forget about it. My thing is, we've talked about Buchnevich, and this is something we we I think we're partially responsible for. I think <laughs> My bad. it's something I it's something we're all a part of, right? We all overrate our own assets because they're our assets, and the amount of times that we've seen what Buchnevich could be makes him a little bit more valuable in our eyes than he is to other people. Mm-hmm. There are two things to break down with Buchnevich. First of all, we've talked about this before. If he doesn't want to sign a long-term extension, I think that should very much change the um, tenor of the conversation we have about him. It's I don't blame Pavel Buchnevich for wanting to take a bridge deal. 
I don't think you would either. If it was you and you were 24 and you can get two big paydays, wouldn't you do that? Like, there's- Yeah, I, I, I think once I found out or we got some inside information that we can't really report appropriately that he would probably only be taking a bridge deal, that changes my opinion on the future of Buchnevich and the New York Rangers. And I think that's pretty simple to say. And the second thing we've talked about Buchnevich is if everything goes right for the New York Rangers, and in this instance, we're talking about a lot of things going right. Buchnevich becomes, where is he on the pecking order of Ranger wingers? He's, if everything goes right, or if everything goes quote unquote, according to plan, and Pavel Buchnevich is getting more ice time than Vitaly Kravtsov and Kapokako, something went wrong with one of those two guys. Not to mention Artemi Panarin. Not to mention Chris Kreider. Yeah, Panarin's so still in play. I mean, as of today, people were still saying the Islanders were making a run, or at least I saw some of that. But the Rangers in Florida were still the number one and two option. But we're talking, we're talking pie in the sky. Everything goes well here for the New York Rangers. Not to mention, we haven't even mentioned Philip Hedl if he's a winger long term. There's a possibility that Pavel Buchnevich is fifth best winger on the Rangers. Maybe. Mm. Is he? Yeah, I guess. Well, I guess it's, not, it's a possibility. So if, you, if, if everyone he's, goes he's develops better, appropriately. Of the, guys, of the guys you have right now, um, I would say he's not Chris Kreider. He's got to be behind Kreider. Yes. Uh, the long-term projection for Buchnevich is lower than the long-term projection for both Kravtsov and Kako. And, and then in this theory, we're saying the Rangers, if, they, if the Rangers don't want to add, say, Artemi Panarin, our friend Rick Carpinello keeps throwing out the name Braden Point. Say the Rangers want one of those two guys. If Point is your number two center, that puts Heedle on a wing. Do we think Pavel Buchnevich long-term better than Philip Heedle? I wouldn't say that. I think it's close. I would say it's disappointing it's if Buchnevich remains better than Philip Heedle. Yes. I, I think I think if Heedle doesn't develop that way, I, I would be disappointed. Buchnevich is has shown a lot of talent this, at the end of this year, and I, I guess Heedle still has a lot of development to do. That's a no-done moment, right? Yes. Okay. So I, you were, so, you're right in that I would be disappointed. Okay. So Buchnevich, not the most ideal price to pay. You wish there was a scenario where you can get a Jacob Truba-like without including a Pavel Buchnevich. But listen, that's the price of fucking doing business. And the New York Rangers need to fix the defense before anything else. Nothing else really matters if this team doesn't create some opportunities defensively. Speaking of which, that brings us to Niels Lundqvist. I, it, it's, it's, it's tough trading a guy who one year after his draft has only, he has no less than reinforced the stock that made him a first round pick. I would say, and I think a lot of other people would say he did a lot in Sweden to enhance his stock, which is why he's in this conversation in the first place. But if there's one thing we've said about the New York Rangers is that they have an overabundance of defensive prospects, right? So let's 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 same same type of um, exercise we did with Buchnevich. Let's talk about Rangers defensive prospects. We would be disappointed if they're not better than Niels Lundqvist, Adam Fox. We'd be disappointed. Adam Fox for sure. Like that's a, a devastating moment. If, if Keandre Miller disappointed. Yep. Lieber Hayek disappointed. Close. Now we're getting close. Um, Igor Rykov disappointed. Uh, I think Niels should be better than him. 
But you're you, this. So this is the line we start wavering. We're our, we're at our four number four. Yes. So Lundqvist is somewhere along the lines of third, fourth, or fifth most important defensive prospect in now, New York Rangers currently. Now, have to in be their clear, system. like this is just me reading into things. It's not like I'm watching Niels Lundqvist play every single day. You know? No, no, no. And we're we're, we're this is just an exercise. Right. Um. But there there are benefits to both Rykov and Hayek. Right. They are closer to NHL ready than Lundqvist is. Um. Not to mention Lundqvist, a right-handed defenseman. If you're bringing in Truba and you already have Fox, who we agree needs to be ahead, and you already have D'Angelo, who we agree needs to be ahead, you can only play so many right-handed defensemen at once. And we haven't even said anything about Kevin Shattenkirk right now. He gone. But he gone. In a, in a theory, in a theory, yep. Lundqvist would be your fourth most important right-handed defenseman. And I think, is Keandre Miller right-handed? I think he is. I'll check right now for you. That's what I'll do. Check right now. My point is... On, on his best day, Niels Lundqvist is your fourth most important right-handed defenseman on a team that has Jacob Truba. So, again, you're giving up the equivalent of a late first-round pick in Lundqvist, who is still at least one year away from even coming over. Kendra Miller is a left-handed shot, away. just so you know. Fine. Fair. No big deal. That doesn't change my opinion whatsoever. Um, so you put Lundqvist in the trade because the Jets would want a young prospect with upside in return and then the 20th pick i don't know how many times we have to keep doing this process process the odds of you getting a jacob truba at 20th overall slim to none slim we're talking less than 10 percent. i think the counterpoint would be for a ranger fan who just you know follows the game casually who might be me is that you got filipito at number 21 like that's uh, obviously that's a flawed logic yeah you got dylan McElrath at number 10 overall yeah that's a nice counterpoint so it's the draft the out outside of slam dunks like capo church of caco.com church outside of absolute slam dunks like that for the most part the draft is a crapshoot it is a lottery system you're hoping to hit the jackpot but you're not guaranteed anything by the way the 20th overall pick that we'd be trading it's the winnipeg jets first round pick have it back so it's it they, it's it's basically like you're getting Jacob Truba in the Kevin Hayes deal or part of a larger Kevin Hayes deal. Yeah, uh, it, and now it doesn't bother me as much. Like I, I, it's weird because now all of a sudden everyone is writing online how he's not that good. Like you were bringing that up. Like Truba's not that yeah, good. Yeah, and I want he, I want to get to that. I just say, I have I have one more point. Go for it. Who would you rather have, Lundqvist or Leas Anderson? I'd rather have Leas. I think he has a higher upside. Would Would this trade be more digest? I, I don't think there's any way to do this deal with taking Pavel Buchnevich out of it. No so way. You have to, you have you have to, to accept that. that. I just, I, I feel like there are some people who would rather trade Anderson than Lundqvist. And to me, that's also crazy. Yeah, I think Anderson, you know, at the beginning of this year, he was still ranked in a top 50 prospect position, according to some hockey experts that aren't me. And you have to see what you have with him. He's still young. Maybe he doesn't turn into the top six guy you really wanted him to be. But he could still be a really valuable piece where we don't really know. Like, Niels Lundqvist could be good, but, like, there's a chance he just doesn't make the NHL. You know, that's just what it might be. I'd rather have the higher upside because in the rebuilding process, in hashtag the vision, uh, leaded by our Lord and Savior, Kapakaka, praise be, you're going to want to have the higher upside player in general in the long term. And that's what Lays Anderson's going to be. Right. Now to actual, now to Truba, because this is, your word was angry, and it's just, I, I would call it more of an annoyance. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's just it's fucking revisionist history that we do for all kinds of 
players in every sport, as soon as we start talking about assets, we don't want to trade. Like it's, it's great to think of an Anthony Davis trade when you're the New York Knicks, when you're not actually considering giving up the assets that you want. And then as soon as someone starts throwing out third overall pick, Kevin Knox, Mitchell, Rob, Mitchell Robinson, you're like, well, is Anthony Davis actually going to be able to stay healthy? Like you start parking, poking holes in it, even though you just spent years trying to build it up. And that's what we're doing now with Truba. Nobody is saying that Jacob Truba is Eric Carlson. Eric Carlson, is, the <laughs> no. definition of a generational talent <laughs> means we'll he's in a once in a generation. There's one Eric Carlson. There are no others. He has no contemporary. That's fine. The Rangers were never going to get a shot at, at signing Carlson. We had mixed feelings. He's 29. That's great. We're talking about a 25-year-old right-handed defenseman who is one of the top defensemen in the league. That doesn't mean he's the best, right? At the same time, in order to be one of the top first-pairing defensemen in the league, all you have to do is be one of the 62 best defenders in the NHL. Name me 62 better defenders than Jacob Truba, and then I'll listen to this argument. And the second thing, he has to be the one of the 31 best right-handed defensemen in the NHL. Name me 31 right-handed defensemen better than Jacob Truba. You fucking can't, right? So if we want to poke holes in Jacob Truba's stock and say, well, he's not, he's not a shutdown defenseman. He shouldn't, he shouldn't be on a top pairing. He, he, he got the benefit of playing with good teammates. Guys, there are only so many available. The greats don't become available. Jacob Truba is really fucking good. And every measure shows he's really fucking good. Is he the second coming of Jesus fucking Christ? No. <laughs> Is he? But he's really part of the church of Capocacco. No. He's not. He's not. He's not Jewish, so that, that immediately rules him out. Anyway, <laughs> it's just it's one of those things where we're all of a sudden it's just like, oh, oh, it's going to cost Buchnevich a first round pick and a prospect. That that was always what it was going to cost. But it's not like you see it in writing and you get just cold fucking feet. Jacob Trouba was really good. Jacob Trouba would immediately become the best defenseman on the New York Rangers. Having right-handed pairing defensemen, Trouba, D'Angelo, and Fox, the Rangers might actually be good defensively for yeah, the first time in a very new, long time. That's literally the first time we've ever said that on this podcast. No, that's that's not true. We once thought the Rangers' top four was going to be good when they shined oh, Smith yeah, and Sh Shattenkirk. That's true. You're right. Yeah, we, we had that thought. But the McDonald the McDonald Shattenkirk thing there. always blows my mind and still doesn't make sense. So there you go. He's 25 years old, Ryan. And when we're talking about extensions with Truba, no one's saying the Rangers are going to give him $10 million a year. I think the most conservative estimate is somewhere in the somewhere between seven and a half and eight million dollars, probably over mm. a six, seven yeah. year period. I mean, we've seen some ridiculous contracts go out the past couple of days, and I think that's pretty fair, right? I just the the immediate backtracking of some people who won't be named on this podcast, Joe Fortunato. We're going on a show. Uh, I, and I'm going to say it again. Okay. I will say this again. No problem. Okay. It's just, it's ridiculous. I just, I, I hate it. The, the bar for being a top pairing defenseman is not this fucking holy grail that some people hold it up to. Jacob Truba is both one of the top 60 defensemen in the NHL and one of the top 30 right-handed defenseman of the NHL. That makes him a first pairing defenseman. We did this entire exercise with Mika Zibanejad last offseason. Is he a top, is he a number one center? All Mika had to do was be one of the 30 best centers in the league. And that immediately made him a top center. And he is that. He is that. Well, he is we that spent, now. For we sure. literally just did this. <laughs> we just did this. Why are we doing it again?
Well, you know what we don't. Oh my have... god, it's so fucking annoying. You know what we don't have to worry about? Church of Caco. It's already a thing. Yeah, that's true. We already founded that. Thank you. Go to churchofcaco.com. Become a member today. Become part of Kurdji. Buy some merch. Um, we don't have to worry about Eric Carlson being a ranger. Because we don't. And that is quite the contract. And I, I get why the Sharks would do it. But man, the end, I, that has amnesty written all over it if that's a clause, if that's going to be a clause in the future. Yeah, it's one of those, the short term makes perfect sense because if you're the San Jose Sharks, you think you're, you think the roster you already have is Stanley Cup caliber and all you need is a couple different things to go your way. Nobody saw Martin Jones being an absolute train wreck this year no, as one did. of the things that would stay in their way. It's possible he's a train wreck again. We don't know. But if you're the San Jose Sharks and you think your window is the next three years, then absolutely wasn't just the, give Eric wasn't Carlson Wasn't the Sharks window really the last five years? Uh, I would – well, I mean, they got to a Stanley Cup final, right? Yeah. So it's hard. feels but very if, similar if to you, our, our run, except they're extending it this time. Right. If you think you can extend your window and the way to extend your window is – re-signing Eric Carlson to whatever contract he wants to make sure you get him because I don't think San Jose was Carlson's initial first priority destination. When they traded for him, I don't think Eric Carlson in his mind, he was saying, I'm going to be a San Jose Shark for nine years. I don't think that's was his plan. But if, if you're the Sharks and you absolutely think in order for us to keep this window open, we need this Eric Carlson for at least the next three years, then just give him eight because that core will get older. And by the time that Carlson contract is bad, you're probably bad too. And you just want to recoup assets at that point, which means not being a good hockey team and getting early draft picks. Eric Carlson could definitely help that. And Uh, like you said, he's pretty good. the, The likelihood of compliance buyouts being a thing after the next CBA it, it's another possibility for the Very San Jose odd. Sharks. This Very could odd. be, this could be a three-year. This could really just be a three-year deal. But I said a couple weeks ago that I wouldn't know how to react to a. I wouldn't know how I feel about a Carlson contract until I see it. I well, honestly, you've seen it now. So what? Let's get your reaction because I think that's I, quite. He's the best player. He's the best defenseman in the AHL. I think that might be arguable, but he, he's at least top three. That's not arguable. And I, I think I think when healthy he's the best, and of course the big thing there is we had to. Well, yeah, put I in watched. The, I watched him kick when healthy, ass, like with one leg. So yeah, it you can't bet on health. Health is undefeated, right? Like Eric Carlson isn't going to magically become more resilient the older he gets. That's just not how the human body works. Um, the contract, though, it makes sense for the San Jose Sharks. At the same time, if the Rangers gave him seven years, it just wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. It was never it was never the dollars. The dollars are whatever the fuck they are, and it's fine. It just where the New York Rangers are, if Eric Carlson was the Rangers' first major foundational piece they brought in, by the time the Rangers are able to create a cup contender roster around him his personal timeline wouldn't make sense anymore. He'd be, he'd probably be 31, 32 by the time the Rangers were able to make a serious Stanley cup push. And that that's very different than a guy two years younger than him, Artemi Panarin, 
at the same time, if I'm the New York Rangers, Ryan, mm-hmm. if you are theoretically, the amount of times the amount of times we've heard the Rangers might splash some cash and throw an offer sheet out there. Uh, Braden Point makes a lot of sense because of the li- the cap situation the Lightning are in. Yep. Timo Meyer makes a fuckload of sense. Yeah, for I saw I saw Tom to tweeting it. about that. That was pretty good. Yeah, you want to talk about an under twenty five year old winger who is on the verge of stardom that maybe the casual hockey fan doesn't know enough about Timo Meyer. I'd 100%. I, again, I, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. The Rangers offer sheeting wise, because the amount of money the Rangers would have to offer Timo to get the sharks to say no, while also the Rangers being able to meet all of the draft pick compensation. I conditions. just, uh, Greg, I, you know, I, I hate to say this. I just don't see a world where offer sheets happen in the NHL. I feel no, like it's, uh, well, it's I'm right there. Fake. I'm right there with you. It's absolutely right fake. It's it's a talking point for people on Twitter and the internet to be like, well, what about this? It's never happening. And I would like to like make a bet if, if one happened or if the Rangers offer sheeted somebody. I don't know what it would be. What would you? How far are you willing to go for an offer sheet? Because I'm willing to go pretty far. Like, well, th- that's that's the thing though, Ryan. The thing to remember is the Ranger. The Rangers are forbidden from offering certain level contracts because of the Adam Fox trade. They have a conditional pick that they can't touch. So the Rangers can't do contract offers that include second round picks next year or third round picks next year, which means in order for the Rangers to really offer sheet someone, we're talking a $12 million offer sheet and it's four first round picks. So it's one, it doesn't make sense for the Rangers to offer Timo Meyer $12 million. And two, it doesn't make sense for any team to trade four first round picks at all. Like at all. Like that is is the only team that could do that is the Lakers. And they just But even then, <laughs> even then that deal get, is getting shit on. Yeah. I mean they didn't really need to add all that stuff, but this isn't the basketball po- podcast. So I'll no. I'll stay away. We can we'll we'll save that for the, the bonus this week. That's we'll fine. talk about on the Patreon. There. Yep. Yeah, it, Patreon.com it, the where the Rangers have to offer sheet someone, the where the one level they can offer sheet is the highest possible level. And if they think Braden Point or someone of that ilk is worth Four first round picks, maybe, but at the same time, it you you hesitate on the length of an Eric Carlson deal. We're talking five years at twelve million dollars annually for a Braden Point. I, he might, I, if anyone's worth it, it's him or Mitch Marner. I just I don't four first round picks. That's a very long time. That is, and for especially when you're rebuilding, Greg. When you're a team that like. I, I, I saw Corey Promen last week. I didn't listen, but I read some excerpts, said he wasn't really impressed with the Rangers' rebuild. We still have a lot more work to do. We have so much more to do. And those first-round picks are going to be really important for us. So I'm not looking to throw those away, even despite how great Mitch Barner is. Which brings you back to someone like Jacob Truba, someone you can acquire without trading away any of your own first-round picks, I guess with the exception of Lundquist, who was the 28th overall pick last year. But you you have to acquire talent that's going to help you long-term. And there are only so many ways to do it. Pavel Buchnevich, long-term, his importance to the New York Rangers will never be higher than... Right now. A complimentary winner? No, his value is the highest it is. Right? It, it, will Buchnevich's no, value no. get higher than it is right now, honestly? I'm saying, I'm saying so let's, let's live in a world where the New York Rangers are Stanley Cup contenders. Wow. What, what a, what a world would Pavel Buchnevich play on that team? Probably third-line winger. A, a complimentary winger. At best, second-line winger, right? Yeah, probably. 
We live in a world where the New York Rangers are cup contenders. What role would Jacob Truba play on that team? First or no second No worse than second-pairing right-handed pairing. defenseman, right? Yeah. Zero, zero percent chance he's worse than that. I mean, what? I mean, he plays for the Jets right now. They were cup contenders. Do you consider what do you consider more important to the structure of your team? A middle six winger, which is what Pavel Buchnevich is, or a top four defenseman? I think I'm so biased though because we've just had such shit defense for a long time. But I think a top four defenseman for sure. Yeah, but that's that's not bias, Ryan. That's you understanding that it doesn't matter how good the Rangers are defensively. I mean, offensively, it means shit if you're running out guys like Eric Stahl. Mark, fuck Eric. Eric Stahl. Mark. Hey, buddy. Mark Stahl. Mark Stahl, Brandon Smith. If you're, if that's your fucking defense, it doesn't matter what you have offensively. That's it. It goes back to the Panarin conversations we've had. If the Rangers had Panarin this year, yes, they're going to score more goals. That doesn't mean they're going to win more games because we know how bad this team is defensively. So yeah. it's, it's, it, it all comes full circle. It's just, I, I don't mean to go back to this Truba deal because we moved on, but at the same time. All of you who are saying this is too much for Jacob Truba, then you're never going to make an NHL trade. And if you're out there Someone... and you're sitting there being angry at home about the Rangers, there's a place for you. We can help you. <laughs> Don't. No. Churchofcombo.com. No. You can become no. one with the Lord no. and Savior of the New York Rangers. No. You can no. wear and don his merch. No. Him with a halo. No. You can no. go out there. No. Son, you are lost and you need help. And Church of Kako is for you. Okay. Where were we? Ah, you're the fucking worst. Let's get to the five-star question. Well, let's talk Jimmy VC before the five-star uh, Jimmy VC, Tanner Glass, five-star questions. Go. Uh, Tanner Glass retiring, working for the Rangers. A lot of smarter people have said very smart things. Dartmouth grad, understands what it takes to play in the NHL. He's not going there telling these kids. My guess is, at, as many other have speculated, he will work with Ranger prospects abroad, Correct. which is something we talked about last week with the Davidson piece. Mm-hmm. He's not going to go to these kids and tell them the only way for you to be an NHL player is to be a fourth line grinder. That's not his job. But Tanner Glass was a guy who had limited hockey talent and found a way to maximize it. And those are the kind of guys you want talking to your prospects. You want to, you want to understand how to get the most out of your ability. Talk to an Ivy league, Ivy league educated second thought hockey player. People weren't, clamoring for Tanner Glass and he made a long successful NHL career out of his abilities. I'm going to That's 100%. Uh, your speech is great about Tanner Glass. So I'm going to make it so much shorter. You ready? Sure. Great. Yeah, hit me. Grit. He's going to Fuck provide you. grit. But really he's actually uh, going to provide a nice understanding of the way of life in the NHL, give advice and give you how you how you should be carrying yourself and what it takes to succeed. That's it. Great. Good to have him in the organization. I'm happy he doesn't have to play hockey anymore. I'm pissed he can't Elaine come Vigneault on the podcast. Has to be fucking pissed off. Yeah, he really That's does. He probably called him. Um, let's um, let's talk about Jimmy VC and then let's get to the five star question, which we have four and we're sure. running out of time. There are only two things we need to know about Jimmy VC. One, he's not going to be a New York Ranger next year. That's fine. That's great. He's just he's redundant with what the Rangers have. And if you can move him, fantastic. Uh, and two. Jimmy VC is not the kind of player that would ever request a trade. You want to know why he's not the kind of player that would ever request a trade? He's not fucking good enough. Only good players request trades. It's really that simple. He also you know didn't why request players? a trade. Rick automatically was like, he didn't request a trade. Why would he do that? Yeah. Stop listening to anonymous rumor accounts, guys. If an actual hockey account had the balls to put information out there, they'd put their name to it. All right? Anonymous rumor accounts don't know shit. They're aggregators. 
They're fucking morons is what they are. We sometimes have little snippets. And like, even then we're like, I don't know if that's true. And that's a, but you know what, Ryan, we put our names to it. We do they know it. Ryan Mead and Greg Kaplan said this. That's and true. if it's wrong, they come to us and, and they we're can like, flame yeah. the shit out of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Put your fucking name to it. If you want to put it out there, I'm not saying that guy doesn't have a source somewhere, right? Uh, I'm, forever blue shirts can do whatever the fuck they want to do. They could run two different accounts and pretend it, it's two different fucking accounts. That's fine. <laughs> Just put your goddamn name to it. If you're gonna say it, mean it. Yeah. If you're gonna start if a religious cult shit in third grade, where everyone can go to the website today and become a founder, you could do that. Put your name on it. Put yourself in a bishop costume on the website. Make a video. Churchacaco.com. All right, let's get to the Jimmy VC, thank you. Thank you for your service, Jimmy VC. Uh, I will not be sad to see you go. I if you want to take Neil Pionk with you, by all means. Hit me with the five-star questions. Um, let's go to the five-star questions like you just said. I got a message from Drew. It says, you know you have to call the followers Cacolites, right? I love that. <laughs> oh, my God. My fellow Cacolites. Well, there will be a sermon immediately after uh, this, this, so you know. All right, uh, five-star questions. Wolfpack. This is from The Ghost is Alive and Well. As a resident of Hartford, shout out to Hartford, at JD overhauling the Wolfpack, should I expect a deep caller run soon or even possibly no hockey team in Hartford again? <laughs> that was sad. Um, uh, a deep Calder run? No, I think that's a little bit too much to ask in the first year. A 500 hockey team? Yes. The talent is there for the Wolfpack to be good enough. They just need to put in the proper structure to make that team good. Yeah, I uh, I think the team will stick around in Hartford. I'm not sure. I think you have a couple years left. Oh, there, they're not they're not going anywhere. They're, yeah, they're, they are not going anywhere. I think you're gonna be a while to the Calder, personal opinion. Well, also, why would the Rangers want them to go anywhere? Yeah. You're not gonna find a closer market to New York City than Hartford. Yep. All right. And you don't want them in Bridgeport. Bridgeport fucking sucks. Yep. People are. I changed my profile picture, and people are starting to guess it because I literally have it as the Bishop on Twitter. I'm gonna make the announcement right after this. Um, Jesus Christ. Uh, two power forwards are better than one always. From Krav Kratzy. Hey, Ryan and Greg, my Rangers are the only thing I care about in New York, which is why I'm such a huge fan of the podcast. Thank you. All flattery aside, I find myself shaking my head from some rumors and fans eager to see Kreider traded. I'm a little long-winded. I'm sorry. It's much longer than this. My question is, <laughs> with the focus on the Stanley Cup, should your organization be smart to move from Kreider? We've seen through history both sides of old-style hockey and even the new when it comes to, to power forwards can, that can dominate. Not only that, but if you're going to make a stink about him losing speed after 30, he's still one of the fastest players in the league. And this year wins a consummate uh, winner. Ryan O'Reilly is not extremely fast, but he's skilled and strong, similar to, similar to uh, Chris Kreider. So with Kako as our new young power, phrase me, as our new young power forward, presumably so, why move on from another uh, mid-age in his prime vet like Kreider? It, it, it's all about timeline again, right? Because what Kreider is right now is perfect for a cup contender. Where the New York Rangers are right now, they're not a cup contender. So the Kreider conversation is awkward because he's at the age where if you extend him, he can still be useful the next time the New York Rangers plan on going on a deep playoff run. At the same time, he's at the perfect age and perfect salary cap number where other teams will pay you handsomely to let them do the same thing. Uh, the best thing that happened for the New York Rangers last week, in my mind, was the Jordan Everlay contract. Yep. Him getting $6 million annually over, I think, a five-year period is the greatest gift the New York Islanders have ever given the New York Rangers because that is a price point the Rangers can point, point to and be like, 
look, your, your career is very similar to Jordan Everly. You're at very similar points in your career. The Islanders are paying him X. We can only afford to pay you Y. I, I think Kreider's a better player than Everly, but is he a million dollars better than Jordan Everly? Not sure. Maybe. I, I think but so. I, he's, but we'll he's, he's not that they can just use that Everly contract and be like, look, we're not going over seven. If you want to, if you want to go over seven, we're going to find you a new home and Godspeed when you get to free agency. Um, what, what, what would I do? I guess is, is what it comes down to. And probably what we're going to end up talking about once the draft is over in regards to Chris Kreider. I, I guess it depends on a lot of other stuff. I if think you're this, trading for Truba. I think this might be the last week Chris Kreider is a Ranger. And I just want to get that out there. And I'm going to miss him very much. And I'll be very sad if he is traded. But I think if you're, if you're trading for Truba and you're signing Panarin, then I can understand a scenario where you trade Chris Kreider to, I don't know. I think if you trade for Truba, keeping Kreider becomes a little bit more important. It does because it it sets you if you and if you get Panarin, then you're set up for like sort of a mini cup run, right? Like at least a playoff because run. yeah. And trading Buchnevich is one thing. Trading Buchnevich and Kreider that's a lot. Of now you're down you're the a, you're asking a for a you're asking for a lot other things to go correct, especially from the kids. A lot. Um, we got two questions left. This is from right. John Marcus, his Kako Jersey guy. Praise be our Lord and Savior, Kako Cousins. Uh, all right, hey guys, I'm 32 by the way. Okay, thanks. <laughs> thanks, John. And I've been a Ranger fan forever, so I love a good jersey. Anyway, my question is has to do with Lundqvist. Here's a guy who deserves a cup, in my opinion. Yes, I think that's a lot of people's opinion, John. And he's a, a, I, I think it's pretty unanimous. And he's a journeyman Ranger. He's more than a journeyman Ranger. He probably, he probably is like the face of the Rangers and has been for a very long time. When you yeah, see not Benny, sure, not sure our guy, 32 years old, knows what journeyman means, but keep going. When you see Bennington, first year in the, in the NHL, get a cup, must, it must piss off Henrik. Yep. Do you think we have a chance in the next three years for a comp rod? Do you think Henrik retires with New York, and how much longer does he have? Thanks, guys. Jonathan from Long Island. Shout out to Long Island. Thanks, John. Um, I think that there's no chance Hank wins a cup, and I think that's very sad. I think we are we are at the less than 5% unless he goes on an otherworldly, I'm dragging this team to a Stanley Cup final at the age of 37 is going to be? Uh... I can't imagine that happens. And I do, th- I do believe he will retire a Ranger, but I think that's also up in the air where he might want to play longer. Cause I don't think the Rangers are going to, we'll see, we'll see what happens. That's going to be a very touchy subject as we go on. I'm of the opinion where it's possible. Henrik Lundqvist lifts a cup as a New York Ranger. It's impossible for Henrik Lundqvist to lift a cup as the starting goalie for the New York Rangers. I think that's fair. Uh, it's going to be, it's, it's sad. The window closed. We had, Many years to sh- to do it. Hank is amazing. He's a top 10 goalie of all time. Not even a question. He's the top one handsome person in the NHL. Not even a question. Probably not happening. How close? Batchild 27 says, Hey guys, love the pod. They, he put pod, or he or she put pod in parentheses. I don't know why. Best place for Ranger fans for a good conversation. Thank you. Question. What moves to the Rangers? What moves, yeah, what moves to the Rangers need to make to be a top contender? Instead of instead of an expected fringe playoff team, I like to set the bar way up there. So I want to end. I'll put I'll put this slightly. End my life by January. Thanks. Um, how would the Rangers become a immediate cup contender? Uh, you 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 get Mitch Marner and you sign Panarin. Sign Panarin. Trade for Truba. Sign Braden Point. Get rid of Stall. 
Get rid of Smith. Get rid of VC. Get rid of Pionk. That's like if you want the Rangers to contend next year, that's where you start. And then you still need other things to go right. Uh, Now, Ryan, before we go anywhere else, Mm -hmm. we're not going to transition this week. Oh, we're not. To the interview. No, I'm just going to have the guest call in right now. Oh, all right. Well, we're actually going to do that anyway. We're going to transition because I'm going to do a sermon right now. That well, fine, but at the same time, I we're not restarting this podcast. That's fine. You're just going to react to whoever it is that calls in. Okay, I again, as Greg didn't know about churchofcaco.com, I don't know who this guest is because Greg also wanted to surprise me. So I am in the, I'm in the blind here, and I have no idea. But first, we're going to do a sermon. Welcome, fellow Church of Caco worshippers, or Cock worshippers for short. I appreciate you all showing up for the first ever Church of Kako Sermon. This week, we would like to m- welcome a special member to the Church of Kapokako. Who is that, you ask? Introducing Mr. Jacob Truba. Please welcome Mr. Jacob Truba to the Church of Kapokako as he will help spread the word of the cock and help Kapokako towards bringing the Stanley Cup to the New York Rangers. But with great victory does not come without sacrifice. I would like to say a brief prayer, all for our dear Neil Pionk. May he rest in Winnipeg. Let's transition to our secret guest. And remember, all your Church of Kako needs are at churchofkako.com. Great merch, prayer box, clergy page, about us video. Let's go. And welcome back. We're still waiting for the guest. Um, I, I still I still have no idea who this is going to be. That's good. I'm not telling you. Yeah. I'll tell you when uh, the guest calls in. Okay. Um, we just got a message. I from will you. just remind people again. It's not Meg. This was me saying it wasn't Meg at the beginning of the podcast. Wasn't a ruse. Still not Meg. Uh, Joe Fortunato uh, is saying something to us like we're going to break news on his banter podcast. Like something just happened. Like he has some news that he won't tell us. So whatever. Uh, if it's the stuff Pierre Maguire was saying about a Mitch Marner offer sheet, it's Pierre Maguire. I'm not going to trust anything that man says about. <laughs> okay. Joe literally anything. just said, but sh- that's between us. Uh, so I didn't do that very well. Uh, Mr. Oh, hey, dad. I knew it was hey, going to be your hey, dad. Buddy, how you doing? I knew it was your dad. <laughs> I called it. I was like, it's definitely going to be Greg's dad. Greg's dad. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, I definitely didn't, but happy Father's Day. Um, <laughs> thank you. I, I, I want to thank uh, – can I do a little interview with you? Is that okay? Sure. I want to thank well, you first. your show, you, I'm, I'm yours. Your oh, show, you, you – You're saying I'm you yours. Want. So total flattery. Um, <coughs> uh, I want to just thank you right off the bat for actually being a dad to Greg because that's more than my father ever did. So great job. Well <laughs> – <laughs> What was that? Was that hard being a dad for Greg? Ryan, you missed something there. Having a dad's important. I'm sorry you didn't. (laughs) Oh my God. Now this is already, my heart is broken into a million pieces. (laughs) Uh, But it's a pleasure to speak to you again because we did meet once. Um, Well, I'll be a surrogate dad to you if you want. Oh, let's pump, let's pump the brakes there. We don't, I don't don't know if you need that in the family. (laughs) Okay. Um, I, I have so many questions about raising raising Greg that I uh, where does Greg get his temper from? Because it's obviously not you. 
I didn't know he has a temper. What? Around me, but <laughs> he has a te- well, if he gets a temper, it well, it could be me. Really? I, I, I yeah, I could. You know, I I have to restrain myself all day because of what I do. I'm a, I'm a doctor. I have to mm. always be cool, calm, and collected when I'm with my patients, my staff. Right. And then I come home. I could blow up. It's, I'm capable of it. How often I've, I've seen uh, I've seen it uh, I've seen it but it's one hundred percent. His mother's a real fireball. If you <laughs> haven't figured that out, trust me, I'm so aware of Greg's mother. <laughs> um, as the, our Mother's Day podcast is one of our best shows ever. Go check that out, Mopcast episode one thirty. Not you, but everyone else out there. Um, oh, I've heard it. That was a good show. <laughs> it was a truly incredible time. Uh, big pee pee in the movie theater. Thanks, Greg. Now, thank you. Uh, do you still do you blow up about the New York Mets as often as Greg does? No, no. I mean, uh, he he gets he, he takes it too personal. I realize. I mean, I've lived with the Mets a lot longer than he has. Yes, that's true. It, and it, I know you... that one of the things about being a Mets fan is you learn how to deal with ineptitude and suffering, and you you, you take. You take the the Mets are what they are, and to, to be a Mets fan is to know what it is to suffer. <laughs> at the at the same time, though, Dad, you had you have two titles. You had me three years after the '86 World Series. Great job. All I have is ineptitude and suffering, and it's been thirty <laughs> years now. But you could read their history. I just gave you that great book about the '69 <laughs> Miracle Mets. And as being a Mets fan, you could indulge yourself in that, enjoy it, and imagine you were there. Uh, that's okay. all I can do. Yes. Uh, with the Rangers, how closely are, are you a Ranger fan? Um, well, if let's put it this way. about I'm not really a hockey fan. I think the most hockey I watched this whole year was the last uh, – Four minutes of the uh, Stanley Cup uh, Finals. So huge fan, got it. And if, but I guess if the Rangers were in the Stanley Cup, I would watch a lot more of it. And I remember when, when was it that the Rangers won the Stanley Cup? Nineteen ninety-four. Yeah, I remember that. I was watching. We were over. I was over at a friend's house, and we were watching that. So yeah, if the Rangers were there, I would watch. But I am a fair weather hockey fan and did Gregory yeah. ever tell you about the time that um oh boy he tried to uh get me to become a hockey fan so we took a road trip to Montreal oh yes oh I've boy. heard about the steakhouse experience <laughs> well it was that was that was a monumental trip one of uh one of our good father and son adventures I will tell you every time I've got to Montreal with Greg I haven't seen him much but they also have been mon- a monumental trips um it's... Yeah, did he take you to the did he take you to the bar that we went to uh, no, oh, Gregory boy. was a little busy uh, oh, boy. at other bars. <laughs> no, this, this, this is, I told my dad he can tell as many embarrassing stories as he wants. Okay. Uh, this is a tough one. Well, <laughs> go for well, it. We, I'm ready. Was, I'm I here. guess was the first, the first night we were there. We said, ah, let's go out, find a place to drink. So, uh, you know, we're, this was a long ride and we figured we'd go. So we found this place that looked nice. We'd sit down at the bar. I ordered my scotch. He had his beer. We were like the only ones in the place. And then as, uh, you know, we're sitting there a little longer and longer, a few more guys came in, a few more guys came in, a few more guys came in. And finally, I looked over and said, Greg, I think we're in a gay bar. (laughs) (laughs) And sure enough, that's 
you know, that's it was what a, it was. I'm it was sure a, it, was it was a great a nice time. nice bar, good drinks, they're nice guys, but, you know, there was no female companionship in the place. It was just a bunch of guys. They were businessmen type and all the, but, yeah. So that's where Gregory and I first uh, got into a bar in Montreal. We're just sitting yeah, there what, having a what, uh, well, my, well, my dad's leaving. Gay bar. But dad, what, what you're leaving out in that story is so that we that was like around five o'clock and we decided to get a drink before dinner. So we went to dinner and then after dinner, I was like, hey, let's go back to that bar and get another drink. And you look <laughs> stupefied when I said that. You're like, do you need to tell me something? And I was like, no, it just seemed like a nice bar. Let's go back. Um, we go back. There's the rainbow flags outside. I pay it no attention. We walk in there and Ryan, I shit you not. It was like 85 dudes. And I'm just looking around and I go, this is one of the weirdest bars I have ever seen in my life. And my dad realizes that this is going on for too long and I'm not really putting one and two together. Yeah. And he just looks at me. He's like, Greg, you know, we're at a gay bar. You right? were, you like, were on St. Catherine street. Yes. Uh, well, well, yeah. uh, yeah. I was like, what do you mean? Yeah. This is just a bar with a uh, lot of dudes. Gregory, I, I have to inform you that we have to re-record the, at least some part of the first part of this podcast. That's not what I want to hear. Yeah, it's because Jacob Truba is now a ranger. What? Yes, as of right now. Greg's dad, welcome to Breaking News on the podcast. Uh, oh, I'm sorry that you... Like, I know who that is, but that's... That, yes, that, that, you, that's... Have, you have to stick around for a second. We're going to go back and, and insert this into the beginning at some point. Uh, we're gonna have oh, to my record. God, they traded Neil Pionk? I know. So, reacting oh, live... Oh, my God. I know. Sorry, Greg's oh, dad. We're really stealing some thunder here. We have to go back and insert this to the beginning of the podcast because it has to be done. Uh, but I'd like to continue this this part of the podcast and having you on. And then we will go back and record that. Um, I, I very much okay. appreciate you being here. Sorry. Uh, that's good. It's really big news for us. Cause we just spent 30 minutes talking about it. <laughs> so everything oh, we no, talked about is more to talk about everything we talked about is out of date. Great job. Oh, uh, well, uh, now you got some new stuff, but yeah, uh, how, we, you know, how you guys could talk so much about the Rangers or any one thing is beyond me. But if that's what you can do, that's well, fine. Uh, and that was sort of my next question. To you. Yeah, I, that's always the surprising part for me and Greg is that we actually have a, <laughs> a very sizable fan base of six people. And um, I, when Greg first, when did Greg first tell you he was like, I host this podcast? He doesn't really like to talk about it. I don't know. Couple, how long have you been doing this? Four years. Four years? <laughs> I think he might have mentioned it a couple of years ago. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, he was like, I'm doing this stupid thing talking about the hockey team. And, what, like, did he bring it up? Like, he's like, kind of like a radio yeah. show. Did he have to explain what it is? But, look, you know, I didn't even know what a podcast was. So maybe that's yeah. why he didn't tell me. I am so naive when it comes to podcasts and stuff like that. I mean, I do know how to use the computer. <laughs> I do have learned how to send a text message. But uh, right. podcasts, no, that's, that's, beyond my, uh, that's beyond my capabilities. Uh, I feel I feel so bad that Greg has just gone quiet since the Truba news. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to process a lot of thoughts. I really am. I understand. I, um, but no, okay. I, well, back back to this. So, but you, Dad, secretly for for me, didn't you always want me to be like a radio star of some sort? Well, I thought you should. <laughs> I mean, when you were star in, is hefty. When you were in high school, that you started doing uh, broadcasts for the uh, Staples. Uh, basketball team and you were really good i actually still have recordings of your play-by-play and i always thought that would be something that you should pursue and uh, then you had that job in atlanta i mean in savannah for a few years and you did some uh 
you know, football highlights or the local high school teams, and you were good on those. And, you know, I, I always thought you were going to be the, the next uh, Gary Cohn, the voice of the New York Mets. That's but, like a um, dream for Greg. I can't even imagine what that would be like. <laughs> but, that, but, you know, that's hard to do. And, you know, Gary Cohn had to play, pay his dues. He was a play-by-pay person for, uh, you know, double uh, A AA and triple A baseball teams in, you know, the Midwest and all over. If you want to go into sports broadcasting, you, you got to start at the bottom and work your way up. And for every Gary Cohn, there's probably a couple of hundred guys that are just doing that and they're never going to get much further. And Gary Cohn looks like he'll be doing this for a while yet. He's not that old. He's younger than me. So who knows? But if this is why you get, if this, you enjoy doing this and you're doing it well, that's fine. If you're happy, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, we're happy. That's all that counts. Uh, could you give me one, one seriously embarrassing story about Greg? And then we'll let you go. Only one? Or uh, uh, give me uh, three? My, mom gave two, so I'll, I'll allow you two. Yeah, two is good. You'll allow me two, okay? Let's two. See. I was thinking about this because I knew I'd be coming on. Well, do you, do you, want, me, do you want me to give you a couple more minutes to think about it? Because I got a story that really defines who uh, I am as a child, thanks, thanks to uh, you and mom. Well, let me wait. Let me think and say, well, which, which embarrassing story do you want? Do you want... Uh, the time that uh, when you were in uh, Little League and I don't know, there was a play at second base and you made it into second and then you stood up to dust the, uh, the dirt off your uniform and of course you took your foot off the bag and the guy called you out. Remember that one? I, I remember that one. That one's not that embarrassing though. That's just Greg being stupid, which we all know is a thing I do quite often. <laughs> So, embarrassing to you maybe because i'm your son but i think yeah, that, to me that's know, pretty I was unbar. humiliated that you could do something like that <laughs> but uh, you, very you did great. make an unassisted triple play in little league also i remember that one that was pretty good that's impressive do you remember the time that greg pulled his hamstring and called you screaming no oh okay never mind mom you, mom, I, mom remembers that one i don't know if okay. you got to the phone first okay that's fine oh uh, give me give me one more embarrassing greg story and then we got to do a re-record unfortunately Okay, let's see. Well, the, well, the, the trip to Montreal was that was a, a big adventure, and of course, we went to the best steakhouse in all of Canada. It's in Montreal. It's called Moishe's Steakhouse. Ryan's, the Ryan's been there. I, I told I've you. I convinced, yeah, I convinced everyone on our bachelor trip to Montreal that we're going to Moishe's. Yeah, Moishe's the best steaks you ever had. So Greg and I get in there. We sit at the table. It's real nice, and you know. He had a beer. I had my scotch. The waiter comes over to take our order and uh, ask Greg what he would like. And Greg goes in a very serious and refined voice, like he's sophisticated, says, hmm, could you tell me about the chicken teriyaki? (laughs) (laughs) I thought thought the waiter was going to drop his pen and piss in his pants or something. I said, Greg, you're in a steakhouse. What's with the chicken teriyaki? What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> it was on the menu. Don't put it on the menu <laughs> if you don't want me to ask. House. So I said, Greg, what are you doing? So he had, he, after he was properly embarrassed, he did order his steak, and he admitted that that was the best steak he has ever had. But every time it, it he goes to the steakhouse, I always ask him, if, uh, what are you going to have, steak or chicken teriyaki? 
Unbelievable. Um, thank you so much for coming on. I, we do have to cut a little short, unfortunately. I, I would love to have you back on next Father's Day so we could do a, a Father's Day proper. And I will have, instead of being surprised, I will have a serious list of questions for you. Excellent. Well, you guys awesome. have fun. Thanks for we having will. me on. Of course. And uh, we'll talk to you later. Thank you so much. All All right, thanks for being a good, a good dad. Thank yeah. you. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, that's the end of our podcast. Uh, we have to do, go do a re-record, which you've already listened to, which is at the beginning of this show where Greg's going to have an orgasm. Um, and we're, we're uh, le- hold on, we're leaving. We're leaving in the rant, though. That was yeah, we're leaving that in was everything. Maybe my best rant of all time. We're leaving in everything. We're just re-recording and saying what happened. And we have ten minutes to do it, so we're going to go do that. If you want to follow us on Twitter, I'll be uh, revealing the Church of Kako at. Uh, my Twitter handle, Orion Mead, and Greg will be at Blue Shirts Break. We'll be talking about all things Rangers all summer long. Appreciate you guys following us. Thanks for having your dad on. I, uh, I'm so sorry that Jacob Truba totally sunned him uh, and totally shocked both of us during, but I, I would like to have a serious interview with him in the future. Uh, well, we are re- we're starting the one-hour nonsense pod soon, right? Yeah. We'll, we'll, do, do, a full hour, we'll do a full hour with the, the Kaplan parents. We'll get both of them on at the same time. Oh, God, Jesus. We can do a half an hour on that. Um, <laughs> um, let's, uh, let's, let's end the podcast. Thank you so much. We're going to Bushwick's Banter this week, too. See you guys next week. Churchofcapacaco.com, where you can come and become something important. Become something you always wanted to be. Capacaco, our Lord and Savior. Bye-bye.